Hey, Michael, this is Tony Taylor calling from uh, White Rock, BC, Canada. Hi, Michael, it's Dawn Berry from Sunridge, Ontario, Canada. Just wanted to touch in and let you know how much I really enjoyed being on your podcast, The Tangled Mind. It was an amazing opportunity to be able to share with your audience, to be able to share with you and to uh, collaborate. And when we do that, it makes a big difference to somebody somewhere in the world. Welcome back to another episode of the Tangled Mind Podcast, a platform that I'm providing people with mental health issues or even family members to come along, talk about whatever they want, whenever they want, and see if we can help other people out from all around the world. So on this week's show, we've got Chase. Um, Chase is a fellow podcaster, um, the Bystanders Podcast. Uh, and he also is somebody that suffers with mental health is- um, issues himself. So what we'll do is I'll hand it over to Chase. How are we, buddy? Hello, mate. Hello. I'm very well, thank you. Having a good day. Having a good day. Thank you very much. Good. Just for everybody that doesn't know who you are, who are you and what do you do? So uh, my name is Chase Marks. Uh, some people may know me as Mindful Escapist. That's my uh, internet alias. Um, I have been in the theatre industry for most of my life. I was a performer as a, as a young person. Uh, and then I moved backstage. And that is what my professional life was. Um, in recent years, I wanted to start talking about something else that was personal to me and that was my own mental health um struggled for most of my adult life with depression in many forms um normally triggered by grief and and just other uh you know other life pressures you know um there was counseling involved uh there was lots of battles with anxiety uh, around around those years as well um and what came out of that is I wanted to share it once I had found a better place in myself, not fixed by any means, but found a better place I wanted to share because I felt like it could help others. So I started writing. I had a blog called Triptych uh, that told stories. It was like diary chapters of my life, but I kind of pieced them together from three different points in time generally starting in my past and leading up to the future, offering some sort of hope, some sort of uh, solution in the present. Um, and that, uh, that had a great response. It, it, it had a kind of a light secret response. And I mean that by, I didn't know people were reading it until they would come up to me at a family party and tell me how much they liked it. Um, so I held on to the social media because people weren't engaging at first. Mental health was still quite a stigma even then. And kept going with it, kept writing, met new people. And I wanted to be a part of the business of helping others. I wanted to not stop what I was doing necessarily, um, but I wanted to help people and I wanted to make it my work, my job, wherever that would be. Um, so I started Bystanders and the theme of Bystanders podcast is that it sort of takes the focus off the sufferer and it tells more of the story of the professional or, you know, of the partner uh, and 
everyone else who's involved, everyone else is included and is equal, equally re- relevant to the mental health story. And, and, I, think, and, I think that's the reason why I started my this podcast as well, because obviously just coming off the back of that, like for me, mm. obviously it, it, my dad's the one that's suffering the most because obviously he's the one that's feeling suicidal and got BPD and he's the one that's physically struggling. But mm. for the for like us as the family members, it's the one that's got the knock-on effect to. That's why I I set up this podcast for obviously. So we've still got we've got that support because there's nothing really out there for to support the family members as such. So that's why obviously like on in well, on the next week on the twentieth, um, we've got the group that I, I know you you said you're going to attend and uh, mm-hmm. there's about fifteen sixteen of us now on it um fantastic just from all over the all over the world to be fair uh mainly from the uk to support but i agree and i have actually listened to a couple of your episodes i've not listened to all of them yet um but uh, your podcast it is it's great to listen to and everybody should go head over and listen to it thank you i appreciate that i um i went into it not knowing anything really about podcasting only the only experience I had was listening to them so I, I built it from the ground up and I'm glad I, did, I persevered because there was so much so much doubt about you know imposter syndrome you know like who the hell was going to listen to me why why would they listen to me that sort of thing and um but I after a bit of time none of that matters if if you have the will and uh, something is deeply personal to you that shines through you end up mirroring other people like you and me and and all the others that we've uh, lately connected um and you support each other and the conversation gets better and and more open so i would encourage anybody if they got the will to do it make your own you know make your own podcast for you for you then like obviously being in the theater industry and all of that when when was it that you realised that you were starting to struggle with your own mental health? Was it more so recently? Was it years ago? It was. It was triggered, I think, when uh, my dad got prostate cancer. This was several years ago. This is over. This is 10... 10, 11, maybe 12 years ago. Uh, and he's still with us. He, he is in remission and remains that way. So, uh, but life was great back then. You know, I was doing theatre. I was incredibly fit. I was doing all these extreme sports. I was just beaming, you know, I was, you know, when I think back to myself now. And there was something about that experience of trying to accept about possibly losing my dad that triggered so many childhood problems and it came they all came racing to the surface to I wasn't that confident strong person anymore I was uh, I don't know I was back to being a, a little boy you know being lost in the playground um, so that's when I knew this is this is my late 20s I'm 37 now um, so that's when it started that's when I was aware that I, I had work to do and when you obviously when it first started and you you started to realize 
what did you do for support? Because I, I know a lot of people that have reached out to me don't really know where to go because they've been to the GPs and the GPs have just said, well, try this or do this. <laughs> and obviously, yes, there's the support out there, but a lot of people still don't know what where to go or what to do. What mm. what was it you did? I um, When I finally reached the decision to seek help, which was a long process, I, I, I suffered for a long time and the people around me suffered because it, we didn't know... I didn't know it myself that I had a mental illness. I didn't know that I was depressed as, as silly as that sounds, you know, you can, sometimes you can look at someone and go, well, he's depressed. Um, but it wasn't that self-evident. Um, so I, I saw, I got a counselor. Um, it, it wasn't through the NHS. Um, I was lucky enough to, to pay for it myself, but I'm glad I did because that, even though it took money out of my pocket, it felt very empowering to go out there and find someone that I wanted to talk with. Um, and yeah, the, the, the discussion started my first counselor. It just, it poured out of me. Um, I turned up every t- time, every session, not knowing what I was going to talk about and every time it went somewhere. So I, you know, it, it there's a different journey for everyone. Um, sometimes it is the GP, you know, and, but, I think it starts with talking and talking to a professional. I think um, you need to unravel what's going on with you. And then you kind of start at base camp, you know, of your Everest, if it is an Everest. I I, I couldn't agree more on that because I, I spoke to quite a lot of people that say that they want that, that they're struggling, but at the same time, it, the way I see it, and the way my mom sees it, even my dad, who 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 does struggle, even he agrees that you need, you've got to want the help, because obviously, that it's all well and good, like the family members, like me, my mom, my sisters, grandparents, trying to get the support from my dad, but we've sat down and we we're quite brutally honest with my dad and said, look, we'll get we'll get you the support you need, but you've got to want it. Because there's no point in sitting here and wasting, well, not wasting, but spending money and going through processes for month after month to get you the support if you're just not even going to bother with it anyway. And it, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but that's that's the way I see it. Um, like I said before, it took a long time for me to to understand that I wanted to be well. You know, uh, for me, it was I had a son, you know, my first child had come along. And again, another trigger, obviously not my family's fault by any means. But, you know, family, the, the stress of family and providing can trigger things in you. And like I said, it's not their fault, but these things, added stress will bring to the surface things that you have not dealt with and that you do not understand. So, yes, you do need to. And you, you do need to want to get well and that that's for that goes for anything in your mind and in your body you've got to want to do it that's the that's a massive hurdle how you get there i don't know you you need for me it was my son but that that could equally be matched with hope because if you've lost all hope then you don't care about being well you just you know you're just in limbo 
Um, so for the people that are around someone who is deeply depressed, you, you need to help them slowly build that hope. And then once they built that, then off they go. And that's as much as you can do for them really. And be support, be supportive. Obviously you don't, you don't turn your back on them, but they have to want to do it. So coming to more towards today, then uh, mm. uh, as it stands at the moment, how are you in yourself? How are you feeling? Because obviously there's a, there's a lot going off in the world, obviously COVID here in the UK, obviously, as you know, we're in mm. lockdown 2.0. Mm. Uh, yeah. How's well, it affecting you? How are you feeling? Um, I mean, today feel good, feel calm. Um, yesterday, um, not so good. I was um, at the end of a, like a, a little, emotional blip where I just uh, I got locked into thoughts of suicide uh, that that's a uh, like I mentioned bef- before when we've talked is this that that's something that happens within me um, while we're on that I'll make a distinction that I think about it I I have never planned and I uh, have no strong feelings about ever carrying it out and that is the truth but my mind when I'm stressed uh, will offer it as a simple solution and it just it will just do it it doesn't matter how much i meditate it doesn't matter what i do how many how far i run if i am stressed and i can't find a way out it offers the end of my life that was yesterday <laughs> that was literally yesterday um so it does happen i relapse all the time but the difference was the difference was i knew i was in it big thing that's a massive thing to you have to reach a certain point after therapy to know when you're in that state, you're conscious that you're in that state because then you can plan your escape. Uh, another thing, someone else close to you knows you're in it. That's even bigger than knowing it in yourself. You trusted someone else to know that you're in that dark place. For me, that was my wife. Um, and then being brought out of it. Now being brought out of that, is luck in that I have networked the shit out. Sorry, if I am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Carry on. <laughs> Thank you. I've networked so much in the last year that even in the middle of all those thoughts, which are, are not not nice, they're not a nice place to visit for anyone, whether they're going to make you do anything or not. It's just not nice to visit. All day long, I'm getting messages, not because people know that I'm low. They've got no clue. But I'm getting a message about the podcast. I'm getting a message about someone who's uh, read something that I've done. Somebody's laughing at one of my stories that I've put on Instagram. And that's another little, it's just those little things that slowly bring you out of that horrible place because it's hope. It's something that you've built to live for. And it just, all those little pings, ding, 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 every day often. It's just enough just to keep you sane in the middle of all that horrible you know horrible thinking basically so yeah that's where i'm at i am for the most part happy i'm i'm like i most of my days at the moment are calm i've done as much as i can do uh, in in terms of keeping everything good here with the kids with my relationship but i still relapse still relapse i still have those dark days uh, how's 
this lockdown affected you like work-wise or anything or has it um well in terms terms of my work my, my theater work yeah it's could be you know it's kaput it is for a lot of us um uh, for now you know the, the things will spring up in the new year there's some there's some shows for christmas and stuff like that but generally the, the industry is on its on its knees has been for a while um so so yeah i'm i'm house dad from my perspective i'm doing my best here with the kids and and i've reached a point in the last few months where i'm i'm actually able to enjoy it you know i was surviving before i think we all were i think we we're all just getting through each day not knowing what the news was going to be yeah i think we've, we've all been in essentially survival mode for the last well the most majority yeah. of this year yeah <laughs> Yeah, a lot of solidarity for that at the moment. Um, and so, you know, you can talk to people about it on your way, you know, on your walk or on your way to school or people and be like, it's been it's been hard, isn't it? Like, yeah, of course it's hard. You can talk to anyone about that, which is, I don't think we, I don't think we had that open a conversation with strangers before <laughs> about how we're feeling. So, um, so yeah, so... In terms of work, I have got my fingers crossed for next year. I'm lucky that my wife can work right now. So in those terms, we're, we're staying afloat. To be fair, I'll, just coming back to what you were saying a minute ago about your, your people obviously contacting you on your Instagram. Mm. Dancing for mental health. Like, them videos, <laughs> are, are, they, those do make everyone's day. I've got to admit. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I saw one. Was it yesterday or the day before? Where you uh, you came in with a box on your head, and then your your little lad did the same thing behind you just after. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was complete accident. I, I threw the box off my head. We were doing a Daft Punk for anybody yeah, yeah. who doesn't know me. Um, uh, and yeah, and then he like he picks it up, and he's standing behind me. I have no idea what he's about to do, but like I could sense him there, so like. Well, I'll get out of the way and let him perform and then he comes back with the box. And he's like, um, yeah, again, it's another one of those things. Um, it was actually someone, uh, one of our crowd, I forget, I forget his name. Is it Adam? Who do we do the uh mental health world it, day? You've got um John. Not Adam. Got... No, uh, who was the other guy? No, not John. Dan. Dan, Dan. Dan. Sorry, yeah. Dan. Dan. Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. That's him. That's him. Sorry, I forgot your name, Dan. Um, it was actually him who gave me the idea. I I, I put a video out and uh, and he commented on it. We had a little chat and uh, I must give him the credit for this. And uh, he said, why don't you just do, you know, dance for mental health? And then it's just run since then. Do you know I've what? Just been though, having a the, laugh. the response you've had from it is insane. Literally, <laughs> I, I, I constantly like it, there's my missus, one of her friends from school. She she started doing them. Um, oh, what the bloody hell was her name? She'll kill it's not me. Good. It's not good. It's not a good evening for names. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, she'll kill me because. Jeez. Um, Ashton. Okay. Ashton. Oh, yes. 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 So yeah. That, but yeah, my, yeah. my missus went to school with her. And ah, brilliant. And obviously, I, I'm I speak to her quite a bit, but I seen mm. her comment, and then I seen her. You do one, uh, her do one of your things. But even there's people all over doing it. Obviously, on the back of your like the hashtag you've got on it, 
click I, on it and there's thousands of people doing it yeah i mean i mean the hashtag has been out there um yeah. bizarrely uh, by strange coincidence i think there was this um college in the u.s that was doing some except like i don't think i instigated that at all i think that was their own idea but yeah, yeah. That, it's out it's out there but it doesn't matter it's all it's all a bit it, of fun you know yeah, absolutely. um and that's what you know that's kind of like my point like it, it, it doesn't have to be social media you don't have to be like being silly on social media to 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 get reactions out of people but for, you need to set things up when you're like at a stage where you've done a bit of the work and you're in a better place if you want to stay in that better place you need to connect with people and uh this was just another way this was just another way for me to just be a bit silly try and cheer myself up a bit and along the way do that for others so thank you for is, acknowledging that no it is it's good because with our shit this year's been to put it as bluntly as that mm. for everybody anywhere ever you are it's it seemed really it was like you doing that that do put that smile back on people's faces and it's as as funny as it is obviously prancing around dancing to different genres of music at different times at the same mm. time it's when that when you put it puts that smile on your face it's like for me obviously during because of all of the lockdowns and everything that we've had this year i've not seen my mum and dad properly for probably about a year and wow. that because they live they live in cornwall obviously i'm up here in nottingham so mm-hmm. it's for me, I've not seen them apart from being on like Zoom calls like this. I am with you. It's it's not the same. So seeing videos like that, even even I have my down days. I don't suffer physically with any particular mental health or like suicidal thoughts. But it's it's feeling secluded from the rest of the family wherever they are in the in the world, basically. Mm. But it, it mm. does make your day. It makes everyone's day, and just. Keep doing it. Don't Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Now, I've always, I've always loved to dance. Um, anyone who knows me would know that already. So I think, and I've been like, I have a, like a private Instagram, you know, which I just, which was generally just for my, you know, me and my kids and that sort of thing. And and that, I'm always doing funny videos on that. And then I just thought, why am I not incorporating that, incorporating that into, you know, the mental health? We need to, we need to laugh. We, you know, it's we do get into some difficult subjects and, but. It doesn't mean we can't just try and when there's an opportunity to, we need to joke about it, you know, and even if it's just us dancing in our kitchen with a silly disco light on, well, let's do it. You know, this, this, it's, it's a few minutes out of a day, you know, we can go back to being stressed about what's going on in the world for the next 23 hours, you know? Well, yeah. as well as obviously doing the podcast and, Obviously, like the groups that I've set up with my mum, and you're coming on, and everybody else's. Mm. I'm in also, I'm in a mastermind group, and one of the things that for me on social media, I'm absolutely shocking. It's like it's, I say that I'm going to go on it and post more, and I never do. It's it's one of them with me, but one of the things they were saying is obviously with the topic topic of obviously mental health, it's it is a serious thing that's going on in the world regardless where you are who you are everybody is suffering one way or another but one of the things that i've started to do is obviously rather than just being like mental health mental health mental health like i've started to incorporate like the family life into my stories so people can Mm. see who i am and 
not just the fact that I run a mental health podcast to support other people. Mm. And that's one of the things that I love about yours. Obviously, going on, flicking through stories, seeing that you're getting your kids involved and, and things like that. It it Again, it's all about putting smiles on people's faces because family for me and family for, I'm sure, for most of my listeners, family is a massive part of their lives and family is so important. And for you to be able to obviously get your kids involved and it's like you're, you're little and when you're dancing around with, with them in your arms. It's mm. it's things like that. I'm just like, you know, he's 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 doing good. He's doing good. Thank you, mate. Thank yeah. you. And that's the those are you know those are the genuine moments. You know, it's it, we, we can use social media to be ingenuous. We can just you know show the best parts, or they're not even the best parts. They're 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 fake parts. You know, that was kind of how Instagram got started. Um, but in you know in these in these times that we're living in, they can actually be tools to to connect on really deeper levels um for enjoyment for for to share our intellect and and to share our art as well there's been a lot of that too absolutely i I, everything you're doing and obviously your podcast i will be i will be listening to more of of your podcast um anyway um but obviously before we obviously start to wrap things up what advice have you got for anybody that is either suffering or even the family members like from your say from your side and then from your wife's side and you're the rest of your family what's mm. what advice have you got i guess in the most delicate way no no keep keep no secrets and don't tell any lies i think that is the core of problems in a lot of families is that they don't they don't talk well enough to each other and there's some things you would tell a stranger there's some things you might talk on a podcast but there's some things you'll never say to your family and that's that's what needs to change that needs what needs to change and not just again not just about the sufferer but for each other you know that when you know that somebody is suffering when they're being dealt with, you immediately turn towards the partner or the person they're living with or, or the children. And you need to, you need to help them process what's going on. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really delicate, really delicate thing because you can't just bring these, you can't always just bring these things up. People react badly, especially when they're in, you know, they're in a, a delicate place, but you've got to try. You've got to try and enable to talk about these things because you, you can't allow depression to be the family secret. You just can't. If you do, it ends very badly. It always will. So, well, I, th- I think on that, if, obviously, if you're keeping it, anybody that's listening, if you if you are keeping it back and you you are you're not telling the truth to your family members, your, your wife, your husband, your brother, sister, uncle, auntie, whoever, you need to speak up because they will find out one way or another. And it for you, once you, I know the way I say it and the way I've always said it is if you, anybody that's struggling, if you imagine it as as if you're a, a hurdler, that first hurdle to jump over 
is going to be the hardest one because they've got to get the momentum, to build the momentum up to jump over it. That first mm-hmm. hurdle is you initially speaking out. Once you've got over that first hurdle, the rest will slowly fall into place, and that mm-hmm. is the support. And mm-hmm. I, I think that anybody that does hold back or doesn't tell the the whole truth about how they're feeling, it's like you're saying it it can end really badly. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're it, seeing that a lot now. We are, we are. Even people that have reached out to myself, like saying that they're struggling and they, they spoke to their partners. And the, I've I've had people message me. Um, so I'm not going to say who, but I've had people messaging me saying that they they spoke to their partners about it, and the partners don't believe them because they've been putting a front on for so many years, and their relationships have broke down. At the same time, if they just spoke out and told them from the start, look, this is how I'm starting to feel, mm. maybe things would have been different. Mm. It's 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 so difficult. It's so difficult because every situation is so different. But I guess I mean the first the first line of help might not be people that are that close to you. It might not be family. It might not even be your partner. If you're having difficulty speaking out about depression about anxiety whatever it is uh, you know you may need to you may need a like a, a trusted stranger or someone outside of your family but you will have to tell your family eventually that's the thing because they won't understand what's going on with you and i think it, we can very we can often sort of placate people like they're just they're, they're just like this negative character that nobody wants to have around yeah. When really, when you look at it in another sense, that's somebody who's depressed and they're acting out. You know, it. But so often, you, we, you know, I'm sure I've done it as a younger person before I had these issues. I probably thought, well, what's wrong with that guy, or what's wrong with her? She's always moody. She's always complaining. When I think back now, it's just like, well, they're probably depressed. There's probably something going on with that person that no one really cared to ask about. Um. So. You know. It, yeah. We have to, on one front, we have to accept that the tools aren't widely available, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't seek help. You need to you need to find someone to help you in that that first line of defence, and then eventually, somebody in your family would be the next step. Well, for myself and everybody that is listening, I I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your evening to have a chat with us and just talk a little bit about obviously what you've been through and how you've been feeling and Mm. how you still are feeling. Um, Obviously for anybody that does or is going through similar sort of things, just reach out to any of us. Obviously we're there to support you on a peer to peer manner, but at the same time, if you want in the professional help and you do want it, it is out there. We can point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But Chase, I just want to thank you for coming on, buddy. No worries at all. No worries at all. It's it's, it's actually nice to be um for for the ro- roles to be reversed. It's I know, nice... I, I've actually got one tomorrow. Um, I'm I'm on the I'm in the hot seat as such. So hey. um, yeah, I've I've got one tomorrow talking about me rather than you 
Nice. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about that? Is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's now, good. I mean, it's only it's only it's only till recently that I actually thought about doing these. And when you suggested it, I just put my hand up. I was just like, yeah, I should be so doing this. Like, why am I not talking? It, to my it was when we did the call with um, John and um, mm. the other guys about obviously on, on mental health day, World Mental Health Day. And you was like, yeah, I'll do it. I was like, oh, sad. That's another one. <laughs> I know, because like, I just well, because because you wasn't a stranger by that point. Like we yeah. we kind of met briefly, and then like obviously online, and then we did the you know we did the World Mental Health Day. So I was just sort of like, well, yeah, sure, I trust this guy, and and even you know, I should just you got got to talk. I mean, you know, this is what the point of all of it is talking. So well, I agree. Like that me do, doing this, this this to me, this is my coping mechanism. Mm. This is my this is my therapy as such. Mm. So see, times are tough, and some some days you, I do feel mentally drained, but that's because I'm constantly working. Because I'm we're still working, we're still open. Yeah, I know. Right? Uh, and then, obviously, coming home, bit heaping on top of this, then spending time with the family, and it's like, mm. I know. I know I take I, t- I take breaks every now and again mate I mean I, that that would make my wife laugh if she listens to this because I'm always messaging and uh, on Instagram or, or whatever but in terms of the podcast I, I sometimes just go for weeks and I haven't got anyone planned or scheduled in which then makes me feel guilty because they're like oh I want to continue but there are times where you just you got to take time for yourself and just even if it's not to think about it for a little while you know just to because you are doing good work. That's the point. You're you're showing up, yeah. and you're doing it, and that means so much more to people than you just never speaking at all. So thank you. Well, it's thank like you, you, you work. No, thank well, thank you. It, it means a lot. It, it's like yesterday. Yesterday evening was the first Monday at eight o'clock that I hadn't put a podcast episode out because oh, I just genuinely just forgot to edit it. Oh, okay, and. I was like, guys, sorry, it's not there. It'll be out tomorrow. Yeah, First thing yeah. this morning, I was like, let's get it out. <laughs> yeah, but I, then I I'm... felt bad. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, bless you. I don't even. I don't even have a, a day. I don't have a day of the week that I post on. It's it is a really like I have a really like Jackson Pollock kind of like way of podcasting where it's like I, I, nothing's. Oh, the only thing that's scheduled is the talk itself with people and then everything else is just kind of like this weird flow of just sort of like well let's see where the conversation goes I don't know what I'm going to say I don't necessarily know what I'm going to ask I know enough about this person to have a conversation so yeah. let's just let's just have a conversation and see where it goes and yeah. then I post it I stay up all night I edit it and then if it goes out if it goes out at two in the morning it doesn't matter what does it matter you, you put it out there you put yeah. it out there that's the hardest part so well, again, obviously, if you ever wanted anybody to come on, then I'm happy to come and have a definitely. chat. Definitely, yeah, yeah, we'll do. We will definitely do that at some point. I'm, I've got so many people lined up, but um, nothing booked. But I've, I, there are so many people lined. But in the new year, yes, we should definitely do that. Yeah, definitely. Mate.